0: Welcome to Real Talk with Star Scorpio, Season 1, Episode 6. If you haven't seen Episode 5, Fitness Talk with Jake Porterlees, check it out on my YouTube page. If you'd rather listen to the audio version, you can find it on Anchor, Amazon Music, or Spotify. Now, for this episode, DJ Talk, I have the pleasure of sitting down with a longtime friend, amazing DJ, and all-around caring person, DJ Che Lasso, let's bring him in. Welcome to Real Talk with Star Scorpio. Che, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Nice to see you, brother. So first thing, Che, I have to shout out DJ Soundwave, a.k.a. Dizzy. Uh, He was the first DJ, yep, that I knew in Toronto, 88.1 CKLN Hip Hop. And you know him, of course, right? Yep. Dizzy, Dizzy, D. Yes. Second thing, Che. This interview is dedicated to all of our Donview Junior High people. Props, Rops. Yes, they know who they are. And um, a while back, you posted a picture on your Instagram stories of our, of our basketball team. Yep. So I had to go in my yearbooks and find the pictures so I can show the people because um, you and I are beside each other. We're the shortest ones of the team,
1: Yep. Um, yep, yep. but it's a crazy picture memories, man. Yeah, uh, Don Don sent me that actually.
0: Okay. Yeah. So the first question I have for you is, um,
1: do you, uh, like me, do you have all your yearbooks from school? Um, I do have them. I just don't know where they are. Obviously, right now they're in the garage somewhere. I know that, but I do have them. I absolutely do. Jay, I know you're representing Canada, but let the
0: people know what other country you're rep in. So, what's your background?
1: uh my father as uh, some of you may know is a Chinese Trinidadian um so his father immigrated to Trinidad from China um like a true Chinese and yeah. then uh his mother was everything under the Sun she was East Indian South American you know what they call uh Arawak yes um, Indian 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 of the Caribbean um so she was very mixed up like myself that is my father's side Mm-hmm. And then uh, my mother is also Indigenous, uh, Mi'kmaq tribe from the East Coast, and she's also Scotian, right? She grew up in uh, East Preston, um, Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. So she's so she's Black as well, sorry, and yeah. Indigenous, right? So a very big mix up, right? Mix up, yeah. That's
0: something I didn't know. After high school, we ran in different circles. We lost touch, and you know, we didn't have social media. Yes, yes, our mutual friend Dane back in the club days in the 90s said you were DJing at a club that we were going to, and I was shocked. So, <laughs> let me know how it all started and why it started.
1: Um, well, oddly enough, it started back in Victoria Park, right? Okay, um, it would have been uh, my man Curry, who we all know, yes, and uh, Simon, right? Greg, yes. Simon. Uh, the three of us, including my man Z, Zubair, you know, we, uh, we got into music early. Um, and, you know, literally starting on a, you know, a direct drive turntable, basically. You know, no <laughs> pitch control, nothing. Uh, the, the old realistic mixers uh, and the tape deck, right? <clears throat> and that's how we started. Um, and from there, it was history, you know what I mean? Uh, when we scraped up a little bit of money, to uh go purchase some records we would you know what i mean and we inherited little pieces of equipment here and there and uh it became quite addictive as anyone that's into djing and music knows you know what i mean it's just uh it's just about getting that next record right right that next track that next song that next remix it was just like that's where all my money was being spent right okay it started it started from vp very uh very young age yeah yeah, so Victoria Park High School, that was after Downview. Yeah, so when I moved to uh, Scarborough, um, you know, I went to Sir Johnny Mac for a year, I went to Leacock for a year, I even did some uh, some, summer school sco- some summer school courses at Lamarue. Um. Anyways, when I moved up to Warden and Finch area in Scarborough, mm-hmm. yeah. my neighbor um, was also into DJing. So we kind of just mishmashed together, and, uh, you know, it's always better to have, another partner or a series or you know a couple guys at least to buy records right so i would buy all the hip um i would buy all the r b um old school stuff okay. and he would buy just straight hip hop you know? okay and then we got into reggae through one of our other friends as well oddly enough through a friend whose name is dane clark
0: oh my god i
1: re- i refer to him as dane clark with an e right because yeah yeah on the end of his Clark, um and, yeah, it's just, you know, two of my best friends in my life are both named Dane Clark, right? Yeah, crazy, <laughs>
0: crazy. So, uh, yeah, interesting, man. But what um, DJs did you draw inspiration from back in the days? Who did you like back in the days?
1: Uh, back in the day, I mean, it would have been at the time when we first started. It would yeah. have been, you know, you're looking at Scott LaRock. You're looking at Marley Marl, You know, you're looking at those DJs slash producers that you're playing their records. Mm-hmm. Um as we got into the clubs and everything like that, it was, you know, it was guys like Baby Blue Sound Crew, right? Um uh, uh, DJ Chief, um, MC Kid Cut, as you might know now. Yeah. Um, who is still a DJ. He's out here on Twitch DJing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, guys like Jester, starting from scratch, you know, there were so many. Lindo P, a lot of these guys, uh, those are the guys I was looking up to at the time, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're naming all the Toronto Cats, man. Nice. Yep. Yep. So do you have a favorite genre of music to spin because i know you spin everything but you have a favorite
1: yeah i love my r b man i love my r b and that that kind of uh spans across like 80s r b 90s r b um, you know i'm just into that kind of that warm vibe you know and i mean yeah. not to say i don't play hip-hop but if you ask me what my favorite thing is to play yeah it's that i'm a lover you know what i mean so i love my r b nice nice for some reason, I thought Soka was gonna be in there too. Soka's up there. Soka's up there. But yeah, you yeah. asked me one. You asked me one, favor, <laughs> right? So you know, I can get down with r at all times. At all yeah. times. You know what I mean? Sometimes I gotta be in a certain mood for Soka. You know,
0: and yeah, I gotta I loosen guess... up the weight, the waistline <laughs> too. You know. <laughs> I guess Carabana time. That's when you really feel it, though. When you, oh yeah, yeah, when you play out right naturally, naturally, yeah, yeah. And for those of you who don't know, Carabana, big Toronto event that uh didn't
1: happen for a couple years right yeah it hasn't happened for a while um you know we still try and keep it alive somehow you know yeah i did uh i do an annual like friday uh birthday party uh for my friend's wife which is always nice so you know we we ran it last year you know yeah keeping the numbers you know within the guidelines of course Mm -hmm. Uh, the year before though that was the first year we missed uh that that barbecue basically Okay. Um, in about seven, eight years, I guess, right? Due to oh, COVID, right? Yeah. So, yeah. it's Crazy, been different. Man. It's been different for sure, man.
0: Yeah, I want to touch on that a little later, man. So I have a question from another mutual friend and he happens to be a DJ, Kevin B. Yes, and sir. this is a question I wanted to ask myself. How do you think the move from vinyl to the digital medium has affected the art form of DJing?
1: Um, it's given it's kind of given every everybody an opportunity to try it out at least you know mm-hmm. what i mean um i myself uh because i had i, I was raising a, a family very young yeah uh i got out of djing basically around the time where cds were being used okay um and i took some time off never really thinking i'd get back into it um but I did when Serato came out. So once you're able to kind of flip all of your vinyl, your, your analog files into MP3, I, I kind of relate it to like running a marathon, right? Mm -hmm. And then you take a little side street somewhere, get in a taxi. He takes you up, you know, a couple miles and then drops you off, you know, in the middle of the marathon again. Right. It's a bit of a cheat code is what I'm saying. I get it right Mm -hmm. so uh, I almost took off the whole 2000s right and Mm -hmm. got back into it late like 2009 wow okay Uh, so I never really had to I did start to transfer some of that vinyl over digitally Mm -hmm. myself Mm -hmm. um but you know with sharing music and everything like that you know you find a couple guys that you're comfortable with and they have some tracks they need some hip-hop I have some reggae whatever and you start trading some of your library and building it up right Right. So that's how I got back into it. It it it's given everyone like the opportunity. So if you never played on vinyl, um, you know, you could go out and belong to a couple record pools for, you know, $25 a month type of thing, <laughs> unlimited downloads and you could literally start to build yourself a library and uh, you know, a, a lot of the controllers out there are um they're pretty user friendly. You know what I mean? Okay. Um so that's why you have so many DJs out there, right? There's a lot of competition out there right now, um, which is also the reason I, I still like to play off of the 1200s, right? Right. Uh, I used to travel with these things, but doing yeah. like corporate gigs and, you know, in and out all the time, they're just way too heavy, right? Yeah. So I, I eventually went and got a controller myself, right? Which is real easy. It's just sitting over there, actually. It's just, you know, it's just easy. It's like a suitcase. Right. You're just in and out of gigs real quickly, right? So that's you know that's the way the uh technology has pretty much gone and it's made it feasible for a lot of a lot of people who might have just been you know uh, interested and never thought they'd ever have a chance to dj like it's it's very aff- it's affordable you know what i mean you know yeah. for a controller you could pay anywhere from you know three hundred dollars to like five thousand dollars right it all depends what you're looking for so but uh, sure. it gives everyone an opportunity to actually try and you know um take up this this hobby that is uh you know, I love, I love to death, right? So.
0: Yeah, man. Gives everyone that opportunity. And there's a lot of room for everyone in the
1: market, like mm-hmm. any industry, any profession, there's always room for more people, right? Absolutely. I mean, I've never seen a time where like so many restaurants want DJs and, and background music, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Jack Astor's, I played, well, you, you came to visit me at Jack Astor's, right? Like that, I did that every Thursday for a straight year, you know, and uh, who would have ever thought? you know, they'd want to DJ on a Thursday night, you know, from seven to one in the morning type of thing, right? Yeah. I was going to actually ask you that later. So
0: perfect time before COVID hit, there's a lot of questions I want to ask around this COVID and lockdown pandemic stuff when it comes to DJing. But before COVID, where were you DJing? Um, And how Um, often were you booked at different places?
1: I, uh, so, you know, they, they have, they have a lot of DJ companies out there and getting back into it that's kind of where i I landed um the only problem with a lot of the dj companies is there's a there's a standard going rate right okay um and a dj of my experience um i know i'm worth more right so i i made the i made the decision uh to just do my own thing um, and I really have taken DJing as it has come for me. I okay. haven't been out there hustling, um, but I've done all right. Uh, with that being said, you know, I, uh, I ended up doing a lot of uh, like restaurants and lounges downtown Toronto. Because, um, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, they've built up Queen Street West, King Street West, all these different places. Uh, so some of the higher end restaurants I, I ended up in um and you know i I'd, I'd fill in for some bigger dj's uh who well, I won't mention but um mm-hmm. you know there's guys that i've i've grown up with like kind of like in almost being mentored by them right okay um and they can trust me so they would double book themselves right Essentially. okay and then they'd say you know what Shay i need you to fill in this place da da and you know because in the world of djing like say i book something for november right now okay and like a week before that date someone else offers me something better you know i'm gonna go to that owner and say look i can't something else has come up a big opportunity but i have someone that i trust that i know you're gonna love i'm gonna fill him in for this spot you know what i mean so that happens quite often in the dj world and there's a lot of uh, dj friends that i have that you know would trust me to take on some of those gigs right yeah, and vice versa. I'd give I'd give uh, business back to them when you know things came up as well. So it, it works, right?
0: Yeah, um, you you actually helped me out. Um, a friend of mine was looking for a DJ for her daughter's. I think it was Sweet Sixteen, right? And I think it was DJ Elegance, right? That you recommended to yes, to me. Yes. Yeah, but good, yeah, good. so that all worked out. Yeah, I don't know if she actually used them. Right, but right, right. Yeah, it was a good reference. I had a conversation with them and linked them up but yep, real cool. I guy. see how it works. You know what I mean? Yep,
1: absolutely. Mm. So yeah, so, that's where that's where I was mainly. Um, I you know I was doing the odd party. I, like I haven't really been in the big club scene for quite some time. You know, I was throwing a couple of my own parties uh, here and there. Like I had this one big one out in Kingston that I would do uh, every year. Um, but other than that, I do one-off parties here or there, right? Um, yeah. But no, no weekly club. Gigs you know what I mean a lot okay. of corporate stuff uh a lot of uh like even retail promo stuff I'd be inside stores doing you know here and there okay, um you know the weddings I like to do the type of weddings that I like to do, you know if they're if I'm gonna be playing the music i I love to play, then fine, <laughs> but you know I've done country weddings, you know wow <laughs> which which to me is not you know i mean it they're they're fun, but they're not what I'm exactly looking for. And that's more so when I was working for some of the DJ companies. Okay. Right. Yeah. So they book you. You're saying like, they say, I got a gig for you or they offer it to you. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They find all the, the work and then, you know, basically they send you out, they give you the equipment and everything. It's, it's a lot of work. You know, I mean, you're setting up stuff. You're setting up sometimes two different sets for one for the ceremony. Yeah. and you know one for the reception right and you're sweat you're dressed up and you're sweating at summertime yeah, yeah. outdoor weddings <laughs> oh. you know all, all sorts of weddings right yeah indoor weddings so it's a lot of work and you know that's why i, I chose to do it my way you know what i mean and, yeah uh, like i say it's uh i make sure i uh i use my time wisely you know uh, yeah. even e- elegance used to tell me this uh he goes che i'm trying to work less and get paid more right work hard work work, work smarter man not harder yeah yeah Mm -hmm. work work for less money and work more gigs no i'm not trying to do that right so i'm very picky and choosy with what i do right yeah so yo here's a question
0: for you because you said about um djing outside inside so i had a question because i just want to know about any horror stories man so equipment failure so if you're outside you know the rain might come or whatever type of season it is but has there been any time where you had equipment failure in a big show um
1: you know I, once again weddings would be the scariest and why hmm. I say that is because these people are depending on you for their big day yep. you know what I mean and you ever see an unhappy bride it's <laughs> not a pretty picture i'm telling you it's not it's so true. having having all that pressure on you yeah like my heart has been racing before just because of simple things like something with the microphone wasn't working yeah or there's no batteries the batteries were dead something right Mm -hmm. and i've been in i can't like name nothing major has ever happened or failed i might have had a a speaker like if i had a system that had two speakers and only one was working the other one had blown you know yeah maybe the cone on it had gone or something Mm -hmm. that's a probably the extent like knock on wood I've been pretty uh, fortunate in terms of uh, like weddings and corporates not to have anything major but you know there's always uh, issues setting up just something you know mixing boards something's not going right and you know you've done this a thousand times like what is it yeah and it's just it's working under that pressure like literally you start sweating yeah and, I know right you know, you're looking at the clock oh shit like you know they're coming in you know I got to introduce the 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 guests or whatever the, the wedding party and this and that and you're just like so you just kind of really have to just calm yourself down and be like okay let's just go through this step by step again like almost reset yourself right yeah and it usually has worked out for myself right so um so but guess- no major major uh mishaps thank god right so yeah so you know how to troubleshoot the issue yo yeah, so so that's the thing the
0: timing you have to get there on time to make sure you have yeah. that buffer to set up right i guess yes, yeah So check this out, Jay, just quickly. I know you mean about weddings. So, you know, Tasha and my wife and I, we had the cake business for years. Right. I remember we had a a wedding to deliver a cake to Atlantis. Remember on Ontario Place, right? Oh, yeah. We got the time wrong. It was supposed to be, say, seven, right? And we left on, like, say it was seven. Right. But we left because we were thinking it was eight. Right. So we thought we had all this time and all this. The wedding planner called us and said, uh, You're supposed to be here. You don't even know how that feels, Jay, man, oh, because yeah. <laughs> just like you said, this is a wedding. It's very important to these people, yep. right? So, and you know, the DVP traffic on a Saturday, right? Yep. But when we got there, there was a curtain separating everyone, dancing and everything. So we got to set up on time. Right. where no one saw what was going on and all that stuff because they were going to do the cutting later okay. so i know what you mean man i'd rather it's a lot of pressure
1: that. yeah it's a lot of pressure man a lot of pressure bed
0: yo check this out man um i really like your name very creative did it spawn from one of our favorite rap groups in the
1: 80s absolutely absolutely i actually uh i went through a couple names so early uh early 90s right okay. Oh, sorry, mid-90s, when I was actually in the club DJing. Mm-hmm. Um, it used to be K9, which okay. essentially is my initial, C-A-Y. Okay. And right? nine. It just, it sounded kind of cool at the time, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I kept that until, you know, I became a father. I'm a father of three now, doing the family thing. Yes. And when I, when I got back into DJing in the late 2000s, right? Because I had taken off basically the whole 2000s um I was like yeah you know as a father you can't you can't have a name canine as a <laughs> DJ name right so I, I yeah, guess yeah. I said, let's go let's go with DJ Che right okay okay just just simple you know very, yeah very, very corporate like you know what I mean just yeah DJ yeah. Che, like DJ Peter hey <laughs> yeah but yeah. uh you know it I was a little it was a little dry still right so I was yeah. like no, I gotta come up with something and uh as you know yeah De La is probably one of our f- favorite hip-hop bands right so i've always liked that sound de la soul de la soul just it just kind of flows off your tongue right yeah Like, uh, so yeah man let's let's put Che instead of the day and we got che La soul you know man that was so fitting amazing man yeah i get a yeah i do get quite a bit of um compliments on the name you know what i mean yeah young people don't get it but <laughs> i know <laughs> <laughs> the gap man the gap yeah 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 okay so
0: Che, man when COVID hit, a lot of DJs went to the Instagram and Facebook platforms yes. to do the lives. Yeah. And um, I like I got to thank you, man. I'm getting a little teary-eyed here, man, because <laughs> um, you helped Tasha and I, my wife, get through some tough times when uh, we were locked down the pandemic yeah, man. Um, with Easy Like Sunday Mornings. Yeah. Tell me how it started.
1: Uh, basically, you know, I had just been, and I'll mention his name uh DJ Carlos notorious DJ Carlos who is uh mm-hmm. very a very instrumental uh Toronto um DJ uh who used to do a legendary party called Studio 69 okay um that's where a lot of the you know once we got the Toronto Raptors that's where a lot of the NBA stars were partying uh, all okay. his parties i had opportunity to to play a couple um, parties of his, as he had just brought back Studio sixty nine reunion. Okay. Um, so I had just gotten into some of these parties with him um, through a mutual friend. Right, we became friends, mm-hmm. and uh, that was right before the pandemic hit. Right. Okay. So at that time, you know, people are scrambling at this point to find something to do during lockdown. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and there ain't nothing going on so dj started djing on instagram right yeah which was kind of cool but it's not for everyone because right because it's a, you're kind of coming out of your comfort zone you know you're used to seeing a crowd of some sort in front of you mm-hmm. and now all you're actually looking at is a screen right with yep. your phone <laughs> and you see names and handles pop up like little bubbles and it's like it's just a weird weird <laughs> feeling and transition from going from a live venue Mm -hmm. to this camera like sitting five feet away from your face you know it's it's (laughs) it can be uncomfortable for some as myself Mm -hmm. so i saw these djs doing this and you know carlos was like chay man you got to get on you got to get on i was like nah you know i just it's not for me you know you're you're inviting people into your own personal space as well that's a thing that i just wasn't comfortable with yet right and i didn't really see any reason to go on right it's not like we're being paid or anything right Mm -hmm. um you know more and more people started going on and i started tuning into other people's shows mm-hmm. and uh you know i was probably almost a month behind everyone else that was jumping on at the time okay um and a lot of major toronto djs did not jump on mm-hmm. right for a long time for a very long time um for different reasons right okay uh, but when i jumped on i uh you know carlos was in my ear and i was like yeah okay I, i'm just i'm gonna do it one day and sure enough it was like one o'clock two o'clock in the morning i'm watching starting from scratch okay do his uh do his stream on ig and i was just like you know he kind of put me in this mood and i was like you know what i'm gonna go and play some music tomorrow morning i'm just gonna do like a a pop-up like no one's even gonna know right right so I, I literally um it was probably three o'clock in the morning or so i just put this little flyer together you know just a little writing posted it in my stories and said dj La soul i think i started it at ten thirty a.m um with easy like sunday morning yeah uh, there's there's two things i've always wanted were a a storm, a quiet storm show okay wblk back in the day yes yes I always wanted to do something or host something uh like that and i've always loved to play um just like soul music and stuff that you know really takes me back to when i was young you know cleaning the house things like that doing your chores yeah um, on the weekends and stuff like that with music playing in the back that your parents are are playing right so yeah that's where the whole easy like sunday morning idea came from okay um and you know lionel richie is a great great artist and uh I've always loved the Commodores as well, that, that song just kind of it's one though it's a timeless song, you know yeah, man, this hits you. you can't not sing that song when it's played, you know what I mean you just everyone knows every single lyric in it yeah right? so, <laughs> um, yeah that's where that's where it all started, right, and then of mm-hmm. course, from i g uh everyone transitioned as we were saying at the time, yes, Which to twitch this is what I want to know yep. yeah mm-hmm. so i g had licensing issues for the djs so if you played anything mainstream basically right Mm -hmm. it's almost like they have a shazam right yep uh going and if it picks up that mainstream song it just cancels your your stream it cuts you off right away yeah um so there's a couple platforms out there that were not um and twitch was one of them which is now a twitch is is not new by any stretch of the imagination it's it's a platform that's been out there for a very long time for gamers uh, okay yeah yeah that's true uh gaming Mm -hmm. streamers right Mm -hmm. and it's a huge market um Mm -hmm. and I think if I'm not if I'm not mistaken like DJs now at this time are only taking up a very small percentile of that whole twitch platform Mm -hmm. right Imagine that, you know, when you got big DJs out there, you got DJ Jazzy Jeff starting from scratch, like some real big icons out there. Right. In the yeah. land. Um, But Twitch, you have the ability to play your music clean. Right. Live. <clears throat> and what those uh, bots, they do is they mute you afterwards. That's the way they deal with their licensing agreement. Right. OK. So as we're playing live, we could play. We never get cut off. Mm-hmm. um after you end your stream you could download what you just recorded mm-hmm. uh, but you got to do it within a certain frame of time or like i say the bots get it and you'll have certain segments of your stream muted right okay which then renders it useless at that time right so mm-hmm. um that's the difference between ig and twitch i don't think uh this whole twitch djing thing is going anywhere yeah um you know and i've i've really found myself in it i've, I've grown so much not only as a, a person but as a dj like i it's really built up my confidence right because i never thought i'd be standing in front of a camera in my home djing for a crowd and let alone weekly you know what i mean like yeah i can't there was a point where i didn't know how i would come up with next week's show right yeah and uh, just trying to find content, not trying to play the same song. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, I'm going to repeat songs, but I didn't want to play what I just played last week. Of know, course, this week type of thing. So you know, I I had to start bouncing around with different genres, and I started playing r and I started playing like old school funk. I started playing um, even reggae, lovers rock, yes, you know, foundation things yep. like that. Even some <laughs> groovy soca, um, soulful house. Just as long as it was smooth, for easy like Sunday morning, right? So. Um, and I just try to keep it funky. And it, it got to a point where I put a lot of pressure on myself to do that each and every week. Yeah, it's, it and gets hard. To, man. Yeah, I had to just kind of allow things to be and just say, look, you have these people that are waking up, looking forward to this. Just do it for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's where I kind of just, I grew from that. I released all that fear. And I was like, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying this as much as they are, right? Yeah. And I didn't worry about, the music as much you know i literally would wake up and however if it was rainy outside i'd start mm. the stream with songs with rain in it you know what i mean yeah um you know i'd receive messages from people all the time and say che you know i'm not really having a good weekend you know can you play some soca for me today yeah sure mm-hmm. you know and that's that's literally how i run the show at this point right Once Yo, in a man. while i have a couple ideas where i want to you know stick to a certain theme right mm-hmm. generally speaking yeah i just let it uh kind of flow, you know, week to week.
0: I appreciate that, man. And um two things, you build up that loyal audience too, right? That tune in. And yeah. it's so nice when you shout people out too. Like I've been shout yeah. out on your show before and it, it gives you a good feeling. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. People, you know, people want to know people want you to know that they're there supporting you. You know what right. I mean? And um they have something as we call lurkers, right? And those are people that are not necessarily active in the chat yeah but they are still beneficial to the stream right right and they are there and they are doing things like i have people that will take pictures of them cooking or cleaning as they're listening to me and i'm on their tv at home and it's it's, yeah, it's yeah. Such a weird thing where they send me <laughs> pictures and i'm like this big under their, their wall you know a 56 inch tv and i'm sitting there djing it's a, it's a weird <laughs> feeling trust me but true, um, true. yeah you want to shout out those people you know what i mean because they everyone wants to be recognized in some capacity right so mm-hmm. sometimes i'll even just go through the users list and i could see everyone that's in there okay and i'll just call them out but then there's a certain bit of etiquette when it comes to some people don't want others oh. to know that they're there right essentially so i, I stop stopped doing that right if yeah. you're in the chat i try to see your name and i'll you know, as many times as I see you, try to say something to you. You know, what's mm-hmm. up? How are you doing? Big shout out, blah, 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 blah. It keeps people interested, you know, and that's the whole thing with this whole virtual uh world that we're living in now. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a, a lot of people that are listening to DJs on Twitch aren't necessarily club people. True. You understand what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, these are people that maybe never went to the clubs. You know, mm-hmm. their 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 party might have been going to their work party or going to a wedding or something like that they never really went to the club now you've kind of brought the club to them right you know and they're eating it up they're loving it right so um yeah you gotta you gotta big up the people when you see them and you know keep them keep them involved you know what i mean yeah that's what's all about
0: and and i seen your growth and your pro- your progression um yeah. i remember like one of your first uh lives yeah. And um, you know you were concerned about the lighting and the sound. And yeah. DJ Carlos also was chatting to you. Yeah, well, making things. fun of me, making fun of yeah. me. For sure. Yeah, <laughs> but
1: because
0: now my voice and
1: everything, right? Like, oh yeah, you, your you, voice too. You yeah. sound like you're uh, you should work at a funeral or something like that. A Funeral home, I'm like, man, shut up. I try to do my thing, man. Enough pressure on me. Anyways.
0: Your inspiring messages on Instagram, your stories and the pictures—they're so captivating. Uh, yes. What inspires you to? take some of those nice shots you have or those messages that you post where did that come from
1: i am the person i am not only because of the way i was raised mm-hmm. but as i've you know had kids raised a family mm-hmm. um been in love mm-hmm. several times things like that have all built me to be who i am right now at this time so my my instagram account um that has grown tremendously too and i just uh i'm always conscious that you know my kids are on my instagram and right I've never wanted to put anything out there that i wouldn't want them to see right um so i stick as much as i can to like the positive stuff right, right? um you know and a lot of people throw out you know self-care stuff uh self-healing stuff i don't necessarily post that stuff i i i do here and there but not too much i never want to seem like i'm preaching yeah i get but it some of the stuff i post about is stuff that i feel or resonates with me mm-hmm. um and then sometimes i post for th- uh, things for others because oh, okay. i know a friend or two if i know you're going through something i might just post it not even tag you mm-hmm. but sure enough i know you're gonna see it and then you might hit me and say you know what jay i needed that and i i know right yeah i know what you're going through so i've always tried to stay on the light side of things um and see i i continue to want to see the beauty in the world even through the madness you understand Mm -hmm. i don't want to focus on that like i don't watch a lot of news because of that reason too right yes Mm -hmm. i pick and choose what i uh absorb Mm -hmm. uh through media you know what i mean so that's just uh really who i am right so i just i like i say i like to Keep it light and and like they say, love and light to you, right? So yeah, that's that's what I really like to push out. Um, and there
0: there was one Instagram post about light. I don't
1: know, um, the I'm quote always, right? But well, I'm gonna put it up. So I I and that's what I've started doing uh, most recently. I just you know at work, you know, I go out on my break and I just look at the sky. And even if there's clouds, I just take a picture of the clouds and the. The sun trying to battle through the clouds sometimes and it's amazing some of the pictures you can get if you just focus on the beauty of it right yeah and uh i do that once in a while well not once in a while i do it as many times as i could see that sun peering Mm -hmm. through um i'll take a picture of it um, yeah in the mornings and send that you know crazy throw up throw my little soul fresh under it right yeah as well so
0: That's like a metaphor for life, too, man. The sun battling through the crowd, some of the clouds, some of the struggles that people are battling with internally, man. Trust me. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yo, this was going to be my last question. Um, But since we're on this topic, what's your connection to Queen Students for Sick Kids? I remember I added that Instagram page. Tell me a little bit about that because one thing I want to do today, you know I'm doing this for charity. So you're going right. to pick a charity by popping a balloon. Right. But I'm also going to donate to a charity of your choice. But tell me yeah. about that.
1: Um so basically my my daughter is a uh Queens student. Right. Um, she's finishing up her final semester uh there and uh last year her and her boyfriend had um basically come up with this charitable foundation. Mm-hmm. Uh, for sick children's uh one of those reasons was because um my daughter uh suffered from something called uh atresia when she was born so basically her her bowel was not completely uh connected okay um so she spent the first uh, like two or three months of her life at sick children's right so we've always been grateful for that and we we try to give back uh when we can mm. um and I also did a uh, a fundraiser. I I like to do fundraising uh, mm-hmm. quite a bit. Um, and I was also invited to spin at this uh, big party uh, called. Um, it's a bunch of Scarborough friends basically that just got together Okay. and they were throwing an old school party every year for the Ronald McDonald Health Foundation. Okay. Um. And they, you know, they were they had some big heavyweights as DJs starting from scratch, you know, Dave Campbell, Carlos, uh, DJ Knight Rider, like a bunch of these guys. Uh, and it was a true old school party. Um, anyways, I, I think within five years of this old school jam, mm-hmm. um, they were able to raise over $200,000, which oh. is crazy to think. Um, but yeah, I was in 2019. I was mm-hmm. part of that. Uh, once again with DJ Carlos mm-hmm. and, uh, it, it was really like you know i went to my work yeah and i was like hey yeah yeah, got, what do you got <laughs> what I know do you, you got? guys got a lot of fun, <laughs> fundraising money at the end of the year like what do you got and they, they cut me a check man nice and I, you know more people have to ask their their employers you know because mm-hmm. there's money allocated for just fundraising and a lot of times it doesn't get used right right yeah so you're kid soccer team might get a little chunk here or there but there's lots left over right yeah so big shout out to my company um not gonna name them but you know what i mean they, yeah cool uh, that's cool they, yeah they, they helped me out with mm-hmm. that as well um but yeah i mean my daughter started that uh i don't know if she's still working with it because she's yeah. graduating very shortly mm-hmm. however um i do have a uh a charitable uh, organization that i would love to uh to donate to okay um i don't know how you want to go about that if you want me to mention their name i can yeah and go ahead yeah um so i have a friend uh, who's very active in the twitch community um she actually is a big supporter of all the djs okay um and i i'm i'm open to say this because she has shared her story okay uh, on twitch um and now also it has her own uh morning show that she does on twitch
0: i know so i seen i seen this on your page but is, go ahead yeah. yeah
1: her name is uh mimi kasimi is what her handle is okay so mimi kasimi basically a uh, lovely lovely uh, lady uh who i've known for some years we used mm-hmm. to you know go out to the parties together and stuff like that mm-hmm. um but i did not know what she was experiencing um for a while and basically she was in a uh, mentally and physically abusive relationship. Okay. Um, and the short and skinny of it is, uh, you know, she struggled for years with this uh, almost in denial, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it all hit her at once when she really figured, you know, I need to get out of this relationship. She had hit rock bottom. And, you know, the story is she lived out of her car basically for a while sent her her daughter to live with relatives um, and and was embarrassed quite frankly to ask anyone for help Mm -hmm. Um, and she went she hit rock bottom to the point she didn't have any employment didn't know how she's paying the next bill things like that had nowhere to stay Um, and she joined a uh, a foundation basically that helped women get back on their feet that were Basically, down and out, whether they were in abusive relationships or just, you know, uh, didn't have employment and were almost homeless. You know, just those really trying times, people that were going through things like that. So she joined this this organization and basically they help you get back on your feet. Right. Um, So she now is doing extraordinarily well. Um, and she's now started through that program mm-hmm. um, one of her own called Up with Women. Okay, so uh, that is a organization that I will be working with mm-hmm. throughout this holiday season. All right. Um, and I, yeah, I would love to choose that as my uh, my charitable foundation for sure.
0: You got it. And um, that's what I'm going to start doing because I have three charities that I donate to, depending on what's chosen. Right, Because they have meaning to me, you know, some people yes. were affected by these conditions, but I'll definitely, we'll connect after the show so I know how to donate, absolutely, but that's absolutely. proper. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yo, Che, last question. You see what I'm wearing,
1: right? I see it. I see it.
0: <laughs> yes. So when did this start? What inspired
1: the Soul Fresh clothing? So DJ Che Soul. Mm-hmm soul good soul fresh soul clean is what my tagline was okay right yeah um and i'm an overthinker right so mm-hmm. soul good would act as one aspect of the total package soul fresh would be another so i always imagined having clothing i always imagine of uh, having my own entertainment company mm-hmm. right and then I don't know about the so clean but anyways so good was uh basically the entertainment you know the umbrella yeah so fresh was going to be the clothing right okay now i was using so good at the beginning of the pandemic okay um, and i was using the soul good so fresh that type of thing as another form of branding myself mm-hmm. right and the soul good was working well people loved it and i had a uh a promotion team out of vancouver hit me up and say uh hey uh we uh have incorporated soul good and, uh, okay you, you gotta stop using them like now oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they provided all the necessary information and i was like look man this was late november uh late November 2020 mm-hmm. and I was like "Look, I just spent uh, this money on these flyers I'm having a raid train for my birthday on Twitch mm-hmm. you know I like can I just make it through the end of you know December <laughs> you know and the guy yeah. was like yeah no no yeah by all means he goes this you know start fresh um yeah and uh in 20 yeah in 2021 just use something else he goes if you want to use soul fresh go ahead I don't care right yeah so uh yeah i had to discontinue the soul good
0: wow part
1: of it so i changed it to soul fresh okay um you know that was plan b yeah i've been i've been rolling with it and uh yeah man it's just it's been it's been going well you know and i'm just basically using uh even love language uh, that's what i wanted to ask about yeah i did i just did i came off dude like i was tired today because i literally did a six hour uh, love language which is all slow jams smooth grooves uh yeah. classic love songs like that's where i live as well right so i just i played from eight till uh whatever two something last night gosh um just straight you know i i open a bottle of red wine and, yeah you know people inside the chat are doing the same yeah and we're just having some talks some jokes some laughs and listening to some good music, right? So that's what I was doing last night. So I, I only got two and a half hours sleep last night, right? Oh. I had to go to work. Well, thanks. And thanks for doing this too, man. Like, yeah, yeah, no worries. No worries. Mm. This is, uh, I call this, I, if you saw my post today, the sleepless elite, right? Yeah, people <laughs> like myself that are functioning off of less than, you know, five, six hours of sleep, which the body needs. Yeah. Um, and I've always been this way, you know, since I've had kids, I, I never really uh, get more than five hours per night you know even on the weekends where i think i could sleep in Mm -hmm. no my body is this it's uh it's on its own personal timer man it it gets up when it wants and it's just usually after four hours of me sleeping i'm not to say i'm not tired but yeah i just can't sleep right
0: it's the same with me man um and i noticed as i got older i don't need an alarm clock anymore it's like five o'clock and i'm up like yeah
1: yeah, but it's yeah. scary because sleep is directly related to the length of our lives. Yes, yes. Right. So I'm like, <laughs> well, am I? Am gonna pass out when I turn fifty one? You know what I mean. True, yeah. true. Good lord.
0: Oh, so Che, are you still out? Are you going out there now? Like you know, they're loosening all the restrictions in Toronto. Um, What's going on now? I've man? played.
1: I've played a couple part uh, private parties, mm-hmm. but I have not been out. Uh, I have not been out. Uh, DJing for myself uh at an actual as we call IRL in real life gig as of yet. Okay. Um I do have my birthday coming up.
0: Oh, I was just about to say that December. <laughs> December sixth.
1: And yeah. uh I'm thinking of hosting an event uh all in one, just under under my umbrella of Soul Fresh. Yeah. And uh yeah, kind of pairing a holiday party, my birthday party. Um, fundraiser slash you know club night um, yeah out here in the east end so working on that right now okay so that that would basically be my my own first event you know where i i'm hiring someone else to dj and things like that right okay nice man nice that to is doesn't works so i gotta see mm-hmm. if i could pull that all together you know in a two-month span here
0: and so do you like being busy then is that what i'm hearing too
1: uh yeah I, I stay busy my weekends are sometimes busier than my my work weeks you know what mm-hmm. i mean yeah i don't i don't rest on the weekend man i don't i really don't man nice always on the go Yep.
0: all right jay so we've come to the point in the interview where i'm gonna show you uh three balloons and all then right. you have to choose ones for me to pop and then i'll know what charity i'm donating to All right, Shay, I'm going to show show you the three balloons, and you tell me which one you want me to pop.
1: We're going your right hand.
0: And the sixth charity, Star Scorpio is donating to, is... Wow, this is the first time.
1: Let me see. Alzheimer's, yes, there we go. Alzheimer's Society, sweet. That's, that's another great one. Yes, I'd like to see all the charities that you actually have.
0: Yeah, it's it's three. It's right. Alzheimer's Society, ALS, ALS, and okay. um, Canadian Cancer Society. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Che, uh, let the people know where they can find you.
1: Ah, uh, you can find me on my instagram at dj Chela soul c-h-e-l-a-s-o-u-l um and that's consistent across the twitch uh platform as well so twitch.tv forward slash dj Chela soul those are my two main functioning uh, as i'm still building my website oh yes <laughs> yeah there's there's a lot going on you know yeah yeah all this stuff takes time and money you know true all
0: right, Shay, thanks for coming out this evening. This thanks for is, having me, man. Yes, yes. Episode Appreciate six it. Real Top with Star Scorpio in the books, and we out. Peace.